that is entertaining to the to that, the people. That, that would be a good episode. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta stay here and again. smacks. We're still flagged till like November. Oh yeah, yeah, we got flagged on YouTube. Are we good? Are we, oh yeah. What are you flagged for? Something so stupid. Flag it. What was it? Oh, oh actually, that's a great story um, that I'll tell you in a minute. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Cigar Guys podcast. We were here recording for 20 minutes, and I realized that the audio wasn't recording. Only the second time in history that's happened, so it's okay. We'll get through it. But you didn't miss a lot. You know, definitely didn't miss a lot. You know, whatever. <laughs> but I'm here with Mark Nikolai, Jared Burroughs, and Jeremy from MJ Frias Cigars. He is going to be resharing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Fuck a duck. He's going to be talking about MJ Frias cigars and some other stuff that he does. But anyway, that story about <clears throat> us getting flagged on YouTube. Right. We posted a video about a humidor mm-hmm. that we were reviewing. Right. And we uh, talked about Bovita packs, obviously, okay. a, a way to keep your stuff humidified. Right. And we put the link for the Bovita website in our description. That's what flagged you? And they flagged it for the regulation of la, regul- the trading of regulated goods and services, i.e. tobacco and stuff. But Bovita provides that product for things outside of tobacco. I not mean, only, exactly. Not only that, but it's not, to, it's not even tobacco. It's, right. it's a humidification device. Right. So. Yeah. Wow. And it's like I looked up because I believe it or not, I don't know how, but like I piss a lot of people off online because I'm like. I'll like just drop a ton of atomic bomb slash memes and then just sit back or like, all right, I'm going to check out and go to bed. And just like morning I wake up and there's like, you know, 40 responses to somebody just blowing up and attacking me. But uh, I've only had my stuff taken like restricted or like removed like twice. And I think it's because I told somebody they should like literally go hang themselves. But is this Facebook or yeah, Facebook? Oh, okay. that's yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. Let's. uh I don't know. I believe I'm, I'm a very much an absolutist when it comes to freedom of speech. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I don't agree with it. It's like, bitch, that's the whole reason that it exists. It's not to, to protect what we all agree is OK to say. Um, so yeah. sorry I have to do this to you, but what is it that you do? Oh, my bad. Because uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, we, you know, we, you we know, all we know. know. <laughs> I apologize. I, I apologize, dear listener. Let me proceed. Uh, so I'm the senior sales rep for a cigar manufacturer known as MJ Frias Cigars. Um, we are a manufacturer out of the Dominican Republic. We have three facilities there. Actually, our third one is just getting ready to launch. Um, and we have an affiliate in Nicaragua as well. So we do that. We also own a band printing company. So as well as, I mean, there's literally, there's every aspect of the industry. Like we're fully vertically integrated and to our knowledge, we're the only fully vertically integrated manufacturer in the world. That was just an opportunity that I saw to buy into, not buy into, but buy the biz, the printing business. And, you know, from my perspective, it lends itself to having more job security within the industry if now their business model depends on what I am primarily owner of. So, um, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. Because, too, I mean, with all the different aspects of the industry that you cover. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say, you know, God forbid, but let's say one of them wasn't doing too good or it fell through mm-hmm. you still have you know five other aspects of oh, that yeah. production line well and, and that's the thing though but i mean they all kind of depend on one another I'm, i like i always said like the concept of mj freas and more specifically my my partner now and boss chris freas and his family like it's a hydra um we have the printing company we manufacture the boxes we grow the stuff we have a, a recording studio because believe it or not, there's a lot of people like on the on the wholesale side for some of the other products we manufacture um, there that kind of that goes hand in hand with the rap industry. 
like it's this omnipresent thing that it like has metastasized for a lack of better terminology into like so many different businesses. I, you could probably, we could probably lose 40% of our businesses and we're still cool. Yeah. But that's stepping outside of, it's just, Oh, it has to be cigars. No, bro. We manufacture cigars, but we also do all that other stuff. So we have a clientele list that maybe I just manufacture bands for, and then they get shipped to their factories down in other countries. Now, I can't say that I'm not guilty of being like, oh, hey, like, I know I'm making your bands. and I know such and such is making your cigars. Can I send samples of what we do? Dude, I take so many people that way because we manufacture for some huge names in the industry. Now, there's non-disclosure, so I can't go into it. But there's a good chance that anybody that's listening to my voice right now, you've been into a lounge, you've bought a cigar from a company and it came off of our factory floor. It just got branded in their name on it. Mm -hmm. Like, like I said previously, like we're the plugs plug and nobody wants the consumer to know that. But the reality is you got a, you got a tobacco license. I can make you a whole line. I mean, we're being fully vertically integrated. You come to me with a concept and I'll give you a market ready product. You know, it's banded, it's celloed, it's barcoded, it's boxed. It's it, you just open, open the master case and sit it on the retail shelf. Mm -hmm. Just come to me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. us yeah. as a collective, but I'm going to say me since I'm sitting here. Yeah. Fair what enough. are the brands yeah. you uh, provide for? I can't say NDA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's called nice NDA, sir. Oh, okay. NDA. But so, I'll tell you that there's, there's, um, it, it was surprising to learn who we manufacture for. Even some of the bigger names in the Dominican Republic, we like. Here's a bunch of naked cigars. Well, what some people don't realize too is there's a lot of cigars they smoke, and ten of those brands could actually be provided by one factory, one farm, whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah. One no, one like. 10 no like there there's us and we keep millions of cigars on the shelves nationally and internationally right millions yeah M literally millions millions and a quarter you know but it's everywhere i mean i can i can say i don't think uh like jr cigars has a non-disclosure right? but uh you know and because we service every level from like the econ like if you're going to pull into the gas station like, mj freeze is on their website anyway so i mean it's like yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my point, right? So like cats out of the bag. But <laughs> like we we manu and but there's some guys over here that if I if I even uttered something yeah, that yeah, rhymed yeah. with it, like I could probably get in trouble. So we'll we'll leave it at that. But we do, we genuinely service every level of the cigar industry from your gas station you know, your your short fill, your fifty fifties, whatever you want to call them, your Cuban sandwiches that are like retail for eighty five cents a unit all the way up to your highest of priming that's receiving the same tobacco from these big names, same farms, same mm -hmm. everything. Cause that's the game. Like I, I said, I'm going to have to ref like, I might say I said previously, but this game is, it, I, I call it a game because in a lot of ways it is like, it's great cigars. It's a great time. You know, the environment's great. And you rub shoulders with a lot of really cool individuals, but I think so much of it is like the illusion of opulence. I'm just being honest, mm -hmm. like like I can sit in the lounge with a cat that's worth 60 million dollars to my left. And we gave a cigar to a homeless guy that's on my right. And in that moment, we're all equals. As mm -hmm. long as we're respectful, like it transcends all socioeconomic boundaries. It transcends politics. It, tran it transcends every aspect. of. I've never seen anything like it. Like, I truly can say I've never seen anything like it, maybe outside of an actual faith. Because, you know, that's true. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, I've never seen anything that like this industry. 
And when I give that analogy, it's because it's happened mm -hmm. more times than I can count. Like when you say a cigar is a great equalizer. Oh, my God. I yeah. think you did I, just say that. I did say yeah. that. Yeah, it, it, it truly <laughs> is. It is. Just kind it of is, sum it up, you know. Yeah, it is the conduit through which so many things transpire. Uh, great conversations. I've, I've sat and watched multi-million dollar deals hatch. The birth of ideas mm -hmm. hatch just over a cigar. I was going to say so many business deals have happened in a cigar lounge. Oh, yeah. Whether they're thousand dollar deals or like you said, multi-million dollar deals. Yeah. And the thing is, I watch them go down. And then people just go back to having their cigar like, yep. bro, you just changed the the downstream impact of like hundreds of peoples with some of these things. And there's like, Mah, whatever, you know, like, <laughs> um, can I have another Dos Equis? You're just like. All in another day's work. Yeah, exactly. And Not it, whiskey. It depends on the group. No. There, there's Good, definitely but... an ethnic boundary and putting on what's getting drank. You know, but I. <laughs> what do you I, like with your cigar? Um, another cigar. <laughs> that's a good answer no, no, I'm, uh, like i say that jokingly but um i don't really drink like i i can't see i'm um like completely abstinent from drinking like monkey shoulder is actually what got me to break 20 years of never drinking uh when good I whiskey eat. it's good stuff it, yeah. it is a good stuff especially at the price point like oh yeah am i allowed to like who i used to work for or do y'all ever talk about that yeah, 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 yeah you can yeah. all right so i used to be working on the retail side of corona cigar company in lake mary heathrow whatever you want to call it and um, I got a bottle of that stuff because, you know, you can get it at a discounted price being employee. And I had a bottle of that stuff. And it took me like a year and a half to finish that off. Just I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I come from like a somewhat long line of alcoholics. Um, I don't I don't I, I allow myself to smoke way too much of this and probably eat way too much German chocolate cake. But outside of that, everything else is governed. It's all about balance. Yeah. yeah well, what sure. about coffee in the morning with your five cigars in the morning before? I know 12? you said you actually don't drink coffee. No, no. I, I started drinking coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was after our three hour conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. You forced that. Out of <laughs> no, no. Oh, here's the thing. I do. I have to keep that in balance, too. I have an addictive personality. Um, so I do, especially when it comes to alcohol. Uh, just because I've seen it destroy lives for me personally, people am, I've been impacted by it. And I, it's not a judgment thing. Like if you could, if the three of you can do it and you keep things in check and you, you, when you become fathers, if you're not fathers yet, and you're a good productive father and you, you're, you know, you're, you're loving to the mother of the child and you don't let alcohol come in between that more power to you, bro. Yeah. It's to each their own too. People yeah, right. handle it differently. Right. So what I saw was, a, it was a sledgehammer response to everything. So uh, to me, and I already know because I went all those years and then it was like, I'd have a little bit and then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, ooh, some scotch would be nice. And I'm like, <laughs> no effing way. Boop. So I'd abstain for like six months just to get like, nope, 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 nope. I, I will not allow that cascade effect except with cigars. Yeah, it's different. You know? And coffee with hazelnut. I don't know why ooh. I can't get past the hazelnut creamer, dude. Like I know it's like, I don't know why there's some, like I won't. That's the only way I'll drink it. So okay. I, I usually just drink coffee black or like espresso. That's what I do. But if I ever have like some sort of sweetener or if I go somewhere, hazelnut is usually my go-to. For real though. Yeah, dude. it's good stuff. Yeah. I, I I jokingly say I probably like the hazelnut and the coffee is just the thing that brings it down. But, uh, you know, we, we have our vices. I can genuinely say like I just I had one of the uh, in Longwood. I had an old Victorian from the 1800s that I had lived in for years. And I was like, you know. Because I'm the dude, I literally, the, here was my count off. In my, in my yard, in the middle of the historic district, like city halls across the street, that people get married in a beautiful, big, you know, communal building, 
like on the other edge of the corner. And I had at one point in time, two deuce and a halfs. Like, I don't know why it's always number two. I had two lifted uh, Power Stroke F250s. Yeah. I mean, like on 40s. And I had an old, I have a 78 Bronco I've had since 1995 when I got it. And it's not running. It's just a, it's a, it's a rolling chassis, but I jokingly say I'm going to have it made into a coffin. I'm going to be just be buried in it, right? Like, because I've had so many people try and buy it. And I'm like, it's not happening, homie. Like I'll sell my house, which I did. I'll sell all this other stuff. But this one thing, this is the rock upon which I shall not budge. I was about to offer you a thousand dollars for it. No, bro, please. I got that in my pocket. Get out of here. Um, but uh, I had a 79 with a 7.3 and a five speed in it on one tons. I loved that Bronco, but I also had two dent side Fords. Like I have, I had I was up to 12 vehicles probably about eight, six months ago. Damn. And uh, while I love them all and they're all cool and, you know, they all run, they all ran with the exception of like the Bronco with no motor. Um, kind of hard to get that thing running without a motor. Yeah, you know, just put a new one in it. Uh, Fred Flintstone it. <laughs> it was lifted like it's, it is it's lifted like nine inches so even actually it's more than that so even on like 31s right now to roll around the yard the floorboards at like my belt line you know Damn, yeah but uh you know to be young and dumb i used to have a big block in it and uh it was all kinds of worked over so that was my i drove that in high school i think back now and i'm like how did i never die but anyways we're getting <laughs> on a tangent here it's not about broncos it's about cigars uh, yeah so getting back to Ooh. before uh we figured out that uh the audio wasn't working yeah. Um, let's get back to where you guys started in a small office. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. This is a dope pin. Whose is this? I make pins as That's well. That's mine. So. Yeah. Did you did you make this one or have it? I made? didn't make it. I had a, a friend made it. A friend. How uh, sweet. His yeah. butt buddy. No, it was, it was, a, it was a, <laughs> a dude. We don't roll that way. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, seriously. So it, it legit. Uh, so here's the thing. I was really, really unhappy working at the retail facility I had previously mentioned. And um, I love smoking cigars and I spend about $900 a month on a cigar budget. Just like like, but it's easy when you smoke, you know, even moderately premium cigars. And uh, this new cigar lounge was opening up in Longwood, historic cigars. And I'm just like a buddy, a, a previous business partner and a buddy of mine we uh, played around with the idea of actually putting a small structure on my property. The one I was talking about because it was zoned commercial and residential. We're like, fuck it. We're going to put a little cigar lounge here. Like I don't mind chilling up on my top porch and uh, you know, having a cigar lounge down there, you know, kind of open air little thing. And then the city's like, yeah, well the problem is there's another one and it's like a block over. And I was just like, <laughs> son of a bitch. So we're going to roll with the punches and you adapt and you overcome, you know? So uh, just say I, it's a private lounge or you just do it and say, sorry later. <laughs> No, not when you actually own everything outright and they can sue and take your stuff. It's one thing to have a mortgage. It's no, I don't do debt. So everything's paid in cash. Um, so, yeah, I've learned that a little bit. It's uh, they don't come after you if you owe like 75 percent of it. This one is paid off. And they're, the city was that kind of that kind of group. They threatened my I used to work for them for a period of time, like hosting weddings and social events. And there's all sorts of threats and stuff that came along with it that probably could have been in a you know, court. I mean, it's basically the legal mob. It is. Yeah, oh, please. Sure. Are we going to go down the route of me saying that all government is is basically legalized mafia? Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to get to that later. I'm, yeah, yeah. I literally, Once we pass all the cigar stuff, okay. we'll probably get there. I literally right now I'm supposed to be in the city of Deltona at a hearing about my asshole neighbor who's basically trying to scout me for like a piece of property. 
in effect. But I met one of the commissioners who's also a cigar smoker. You know who you are. Um, and we're, we're doing good. We're just going to leave it at that. It's the power um, of cigar smoking. That, like, that's like right. you're not saying. being dead ass serious. Cigars, again. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, we're going to leave it at that right now because it hasn't finished developing. But I'm, again, a fellow cigar guy who also has friends who are fellow cigar guys like there. There is this underpinning of the cigar industry. And it's it's amazing to see who is a, a cigar aficionado mm. or prefers them because the cigars are becoming more and more popular every year. I but would say they're rebounding, the, rebounding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rebounding. But there's still like a bunch of people that are closeted cigar smokers let's say like they're not really open about it right but like a lot of people you know probably do smoke cigars and you just don't realize you it you should do a shirt it just says come out of the closet and it's got a cigar <laughs> right just a big phallic <laughs> cigar i'm just saying business idea anybody um i digress we're, come, we're come, out, come out of the humidor mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> you're like hey uh dude, i actually thought i wanted to do a series of shirts in binary that just say like fuck off or you know like government is the problem something but just that's all what binary. we're gonna have to do when free speech is like no longer a thing seriously just have it right in front of people's face like i want to do a binary trigger and just put binary for what all the stuff that's going on right now just a trigger group from an ar because then it pisses off two groups of people at the same time as long as they can be binary yes not non-binary Non-bi- <laughs> <laughs> non-binaries are actually outlawed in florida thanks the sanctus which makes no sense the non-binary or the uh it's release shoot like pull release yeah, yeah, yeah. let go and fire is that non-binary or is it binary binary is the one that's i always get confused yeah. i was like, gonna say um, binary it's not my sexuality i'm confused about but the titling <laughs> because it's thrown around so much you start getting confused like say any one word 30 times and all of a sudden you quit forgetting how to say it properly Anyhow, um, where were we? I digress. Yes. <laughs> where were we? Oh, um, how you got started? Oh, oh, yeah, how you got started? Yeah, yeah, cold calls. Yeah, dude. So I'm, you know, I'm this guy's like, oh, please give me a job. But it turns out I walk in the door and like, um, how do I say this? An acquaintance from back in the day, his older brother was one of the partners building the lounge with my current boss, like MJ Frias, like they're like a silent partner. And, you know, like I see somebody, we talk a little bit, chop it up, see how things are doing, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you know, like, they're like, that's cool. Like maybe if you're interested, put in an application, but I grew up on a farm. So I'm a little handy with stuff. I was like, well, let me help you finish building this. Like I just wanted them to remember my face. But at the same exact time I was working at Corona and what I was doing is uh, ironically on the lathe, I was making pins. But I go and put like the Opus X bands under them and I'd seal them. Like I made one that went down to uh, Cuba for the guy who owns Atabay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it was gorgeous. I literally took one of the Atabay bands, put it in it, and it's like sealed underneath. I remember you showed me that one. It was a gorgeous piece. And it, it's down in Cuba, at least to my knowledge. That's where it was de- destined for when I it's handed where it, it should over. Be. Can you make one for the Scar guys? I can. Absolutely. It's not an issue whatsoever. Um, bar three. There's three. All right. Technically, there's four. four. There's four. Yeah. Okay, cool. He had other priorities. Really, I gave up a governmental meeting about my property. What is what is to so meet big? the three best cigar guys? You're okay. Touche. Fair, fair. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying. Um, so anyhow, there was that, and so I'm I'm doing my round. So I had that happen, and at the same time, I was hit. Up, I hit up a little cigar shop in Sanford here that's just to the no- north of us, and um, of course, you know, trying to push the pins, like because they look really they're they're nice pins. You know, like I use nice, expensive ass exotic hardwoods. 
And this dude's like, hey, man, he goes, uh, there's a cigar manufacturer in Longwood. And I'm like, oh, there's not like I am the cigar junkie of Longwood. If there was an effing manufacturer, I know there's a manufacturer in the city of Longwood. And he goes, no, for real. He's like, go down Ronald Reagan. It's between this point and this point. It's right there. And I'm like, horse shit. Like I go to the mowing shop in the same plaza and pick stuff yeah. up. And he's like, no, it's there. So I chirp out. Like 20 minutes later, I'm like, son of a bitch, there is a cigar manufacturer. How did I not? It's almost like you see something every day and it no longer stands out. So uh, I walked in and um, the the matriarch of the family, uh, we call her Donia. She's just she's Mama G. She's she's the gangster. She just like looks at me and she's like, what do you want? Basically, you know, and uh, I explained, you know, I'd like to find out what you're about. What do you do, et cetera, et cetera. So. I bought a few cigars and I was like, I'm looking for Maduro's and they sold me like their mid tier stuff and um, hit it back up a couple times. And then like the third time I show up, uh, Chris, my partner slash boss, 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 whatever you want to call him. He always wears these mules. So that's why I call him like Captain Boat Shoes because he's, you know, and he's got his his stuff open and his big chain. And he's he, you want to think he's from New York, but he's he's from right here. Right. But he's a gangster. So. I introduce myself, et cetera, et cetera. And he gives me one of what, what we're smoking, but in like a, a long stale. And I lit it up and uh, like all, what do they call it? Retro hail. I don't, I'll do that like five, six, seven times sometimes right off the go, just cause I want that rush. And uh, he just chuckled about how somebody in the industry that he knew, one of the OGs would always light his cigars that way. And he chuckled about it. And we got to talking and he's like, uh, I expressed how I was trying to get in with there. And I knew that they were affiliated with it. Gave him my numbers. Like, if you got an opportunity, I would love to, you know, work retail. It's what I've been doing at uh, Corona for like the past like six, seven months. And he's like, cool, man. You like, you know, we shake hands, we do our thing. And uh, I'm chilling on my porch, like watching people walk by a few days later. And he's like, look, man, he calls me up. And he's like, uh, hey, germ. He still calls me germ <laughs> and I hate it, but I'll let him get away with it. He goes, um. He goes, I know you wanted to work retail, but what do you say to come in and do an wholesale with me? I was just like, I don't fucking know anything about wholesale. Like, I hate salespeople as it is, you know, and I didn't say that to him, but in my mind. And um, he's like, no, nah, man, it's easy. He goes, we'll figure it out together. And we did. Like, he's a gangster. Like, when he was in high school, he was getting his family out of absolvency. Like, there, he pulled his family's business out of debt. And we're now, you know millions and like i don't want to say how much we're praised at but it's 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 a it's a fair amount you know it's, it's up there yeah it's it's in the, the it's up in the millions millions and millions you know what i'm saying but so, um like six zeros seven zeros <laughs> eight uh, eight zeros enough nice. zeros amazing yeah yeah like up into the mid eight zeros and when i first started 37 months ago we were at like 1.8 nice collective so it has blown the fuck up thank you covid Thank you, Fauci. We know it. You know what I mean? Hey, you did something good. <laughs> there you go. You know? Um, so anyways, like, so he's like, yeah, I'd love you to start tomorrow. And I'm like, bro, I got a job. Like I was hosting weddings and stuff, you know? So I did all that. And, uh, I put in my, like, I literally told him, I'm like, give me two weeks. I did my two weeks, but I was still going and hitting it up with them. I started on a Monday. He gave me a base salary and he's like, all right, anything above that, you get 10%. He goes, sell a million dollars. You make a hundred thousand. He goes, I do that in like, you know, a couple weeks. So here's your incentive. He goes, tell you what, if, if you want to make a quarter of a million dollars and what we're good at, what we do with MJ Frias is if we have an end goal, that's X amount of dollars. We just do, we always reverse engineer everything. 
it's either this many cigars or this much or and this is things you guys need to pay attention to when the time comes that you're really trying to grow it and blow it up if your goal is this reverse engineer what it takes to get there and that's the fastest way we figure you know how, how do you eat an elephant anybody here know piece by piece with there a fork and knife one bite at a time <laughs> right <laughs> but it leads to your goal and i think that's one of the biggest issues in many industries but especially this one is somebody can start a line of cigars and they're like i've been out for six months why am i not rolling in dough it's like what have you done like have you put yourself out there have i made the cigar bro that's it like, that's it right like my greatness should be self-evident it's like bro nobody owes you anything the world owes you nothing go out and make it and i i i know a lot of people i've met a lot of people in this industry and in this mother effing lighter thank you sir um i've met a lot of people in this industry and some of them have been in the industry two or three years and they're already in the millions millions yeah right because they're hustlers they don't stop they're going seven days a week now a lot of them are younger guys like yourself some of them are even you know older but they're they don't have the family dynamic and why i think a family dynamic is huge because you need a partner you need like i need i encourage it me for me personally right but some of these guys like the they got they got these their other half is just as motivated as they are and it is an unstoppable force mm -hmm. but i mean if there's four of you guys or you know and you're you're moving base like that's a squad i mean you can you can make a lot of damage in an industry if you actually do it but it's doing the crap you don't want to do like who the fuck wants to get up at 4 30 in the morning if that's the only flight you can take to go to the rocky mountain cigar festival i've done it i yeah. do it yeah, yeah, it's dope. I mean, like, I fuck, I fucking hate playing in planes. I'm, I'm like Xanax. See you later. But it never works. I'm still like, tuk, 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 tuk. I don't know why. I've had guns to my fucking face more times than I can count. Never worried. But Put me on a plane. plane and, but it's not a logical thing. I understand. Yeah. Like, it's completely illogical. Like, fear is illogical anyway. Of so. course. Absolutely. And like, I get it. But there's just some primal that, you know, it's that that primitive brains like, a fucking tube flying fucking you know 600 miles an hour thirty-five thousand feet you shouldn't be doing this homie i don't know whatever but here i am i get on the plane i go do my thing and uh you know there's growth in that and then you meet people like i met um i met the owners of um solomon's uh why, why am i it's escaping me right now that's embarrassing um you know, solomon cigars maybe grand grand Solomon, the one with the yes got the, free, yes grand yeah, Solomon. Yeah. sorry wow i apologize if you ever hear me <laughs> um but it was two Props years ago Mark. but my point is like sitting around and the thing is like in this industry i've, I've so much realized it's doing this but it's also going to events like mm -hmm. i you guys should well i don't say you should i hope your aspirations yeah are to absolutely litter the the this culture like everybody should know who the fuck you are mm -hmm. Right. Because well, I was going to say clout. to piggyback off what you said, simply going to places is a huge part of it because you meet all these people that are <laughs> it works now. All these people that can get you to the next step <laughs> just by going there and Correct. shaking hands and Correct. talking to a guy for 10 minutes. He likes you hours, whatever, whatever the case may no, be, he serious. likes you. Yeah. And then you need to know the color of his dog's eyes. You need to know, like, no joke. I have it's like an amber. I'm just saying <laughs> statistically, <laughs> you're probably accurate, but I'm just saying like I have clients that I'll hit them up th three months after we talked because they get their cell, get their cell, always get their cell, mm -hmm. get their cell, uh, fuck their gatekeeper, get their cell, right? Bro, I heard you had shoulder surgery. How's it been going? 
what I'm saying is that little yeah. thing right there, mm-hmm. like you need to remember that like it's yeah, a subconscious we're business, thing. But this we're guy, humans, this right? guy pays attention. This Correct. guy like yeah. cares about yeah. me. You right. Know? But I mean, I like you really do. Like I yeah. have clientele that, you know, like their kids are having a birthday or something's going down. Like we talk on the phone sometimes. I have clients. I'll talk two and three hours on the phone, not about cigars, about life, about just philosophies, about whatever it is. I got other clients like we go shoot guns together. I got some other guys that are into lifted trucks. So we're chopping up about that. Like it's it's being highly diversified in everything. But it's also like I, I might be able to talk to you about how to set points with a matchbook, but I can also tell you the difference between Monet and Manet. Right. So like it's being as diversified. They're painters. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You know? I thought you were talking about mayonnaise. No, mayonnaise, luncheon on the grass, right? I mean, you have a your your thing right there is actually got a piece of work on it. So what I'm getting, and now I'm forgetting some of that because it's been years since. Like I was a fine arts major in college. March, like we have a painting back here. No, no, no. The, the work right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. God, why is it escaping? His name's right there, and I can't read it because I'm becoming blind in my old age. It's that, but also it's illegible. To, I used to actually. I could. It's on the bottom any, left. Any. It's bottom right, bro. I can't see it. Oh, now I see it. Well, if you can't see it, then how do you know it's left? Because the bottom left has something too, but I can't read it. Anyways. It's too light. It, oh, that just says rabbit air. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it said Rembrandt. I'm like, that's not Rembrandt's work. He did sculptures <laughs> and stuff. But anyhow, um, yeah, I, was, I mean, I was a fine arts major in college. I studied poli sci for a period of time, and it made me so depressed. I just wanted to like, you know, cr- metaphorically, I wanted to cry or like just in theory, hypothetically, as a form of expression, blow something up. Not literally. So I feel like the last eight years are all poli sci majors now. We're having to reread history, oh, relearn Jesus. things. No, that's what that's, about rewriting it? Well, that's well, that's what Orwell spoke about. And it's exactly what's going down right now. You know, I mean, have you ever actually read any of the book or seen any of the movies, like 1984? Yes. Yeah, the whole thing is they're editing history. Edit, yeah. edit, 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 edit. So. You know, let's tear down every statue. You got let's a question too. What away. what was rewritten? What was falsified? Previously. I mean, it's, if it's happening now, it's it's always happened to some I'm degree. Sure. I'm sure there has been, but I think on this scale in this country, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's people that have theories that there were all sorts of cultures here before. Even one of Abraham Lincoln's writings, he was talking about giants overlooking Niagara Falls. It was part of his speech mm-hmm. that existed before the Europeans got there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and be like, this MF or thinks there's fucking reptilia, reptoids or whatever. Like, I'm not going that far. I'm just saying, like, I think the Smithsonian has probably hidden a few things that don't line up with our European concept of culture to keep things. Yeah. Do I hear rain? Yeah, it's yeah, probably raining. It's raining. Dope. But anyhow, um, so yeah, as far as uh, doing the doing what I did, um, started with him. I had no idea how to do sales, and we had a desk about this big, and like the room was so small. What we do is we'd sit across from each other like this. And we'd pull up on the screen, say it would be, for example, Houston, and we'd look up you know cigar lounges in Houston. And what we do is we'd actually click on them and we'd look to see, is this the type of lounge we want our cigar in? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we, we'd kind of proof them out and see if it's good. And then we would sit across from each other and just call, 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 yeah. call. That's exactly call, what call, me and Mark have been call. doing. Yeah. Right. Dude, we would do that for like seven to eight hours straight. I get a lunch break and they're all Latins. I'm the token white guy, right? So half hour lunch breaks, really like an hour and 15 minute lunch break with them. So I learned that real quick. And I would dip out. I only lived like two blocks away. I'd literally haul ass home, like scarf something down, and I would fall asleep for about 35 minutes, put a timer on, wake up, chirp out, and go back. 
it wore me out so much. I had a headache every day by lunchtime because it was just constant interaction and rejection. Oh, in the beginning, be like, oh, um, he- hello, like, like stuttering on mm-hmm. yourself like an idiot, yep. you know, and then eventually you get to the point where you, you're not even thinking about it. you're in that autopilot phase and you just zone out. Yeah. And it's like, hello, this is Jeremy from MJ. Free. Yes, like, How are you doing? Yes, you know, yes. Like, no, no, no. Yes, yes. Yep. Boom. OK, cool. Right. You know, um, but I still say every cold call, I make it a point. If I pick up on somebody as a twang and I know I'm calling an area that, you know, st- stereotypically would say be a southern area. If I know I'm calling more of an urban area, I will streak tricky as it might sound like I will change up the way I engage mm-hmm. and interact. Yeah. You know? um, kind of bounce off of who you're talking to. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. echoing. You're mirroring yeah. them. You know, as far as sales go, mirroring is a great thing. And then, oh, oh yeah, you got grandkids. How old are they? Dude, just sit back and let them talk. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're like a very energetic person and you're talking to someone who's very monotone, very introverted, maybe that that's kind of there's like a disconnect there and sometimes things don't work out. But if you're talking to someone that's mirroring you, it's you can talk for three hours about trucks, your guns. So did you guys come up with like a script when you started cold calling? Or yeah, was they got a, of- yeah, they got a script. He came up with a script. All of our junior sales reps, all the new guys and stuff, they have this script and they go over it. He gave me a script. I laughed at him and just fucking threw it on the floor and walked <laughs> off in the warehouse. It's like, bruh, don't come at me with that. Well, because some people know what they're doing or some people have a personality where they can yeah. sell or just, you know, talk to you and then get to the point, you know? Right. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, what I, I am coming to see that. There's a couple other guys who are like, I'm 42, almost 43, right? There's a couple of these cats that are in my age group or a little bit older, even though they've, they're coming in after the fact and they're learning. I do think that there's a cultural difference as far as for our generation there, you know, I'm, I can say it. I was around and an adult, almost an adult before Google. Like I can remember what? the first time. Yeah. I can remember the first time, like I got on an Apple used to have these like, these fucking computers that were like primary colors that were see-through in the mm-hmm. back. And you're like, it's like, what is this fucking magic? You know, like I remember the first time I got online, it's like, you know, and you're oh, just dial like, up. yeah, bro. Yeah. And like, you couldn't get phone calls. Nope. And uh, like the screen would load like this, like people, younger people nowadays would be wanting to jump out of their windows. It took so long. But back <laughs> then it was like, this is motherfucking magic. Like I can look something up. You'd sit there for 10 minutes watching it. Just like, oh. yeah, you know, like you're just like nowadays it's like oh this this refresh page is a thousandth of a second it's not fast enough like, get out of here isn't. like do you, know, <laughs> do you know how to use the dewey decimal system i met him once no but seriously do you have you ever had to use the dewey decimal yeah system? they actually did teach us i don't know if they still teach that but i don't we, think we had to do. learn that yeah my kids told me they, they don't learn cursive anymore. Oh, yeah. No, that's. Yeah, no, that's. Which, I feel like generally I, I'm 24. I feel like I was like in the last age group of people that learned like cursive, the Dewey Decimal System, stuff like that. So how do they teach signatures now? They don't. I, I, don't think, I think it's do. just. I, I know people in my age that just print their name as the signature. Right. Like, there is no signature. It's sad, bro. Like our culture is eroding. I know we're we're a bastardized culture of many cultures that have coalesced together to make what we have. And I love it, right? Like, in theory, you want to take the best of every culture and incorporate it into your own. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, like, my daughters are 13 and 16. And I've taught them a lot of the stuff that the schools don't teach them for that purpose. So, like, everything? Yeah, for the most part, you know, like, and I I love it. Like, I love being a father. It's It was something that, like, 
I intentionally, like we intentionally created our daughters. It wasn't like, Oh, oops. You know, it was, it was like, yeah, we're going to make you. And I, I feel as a father, there's a debt to teach them to be the best round, well-rounded humans that society wants to interact with as possible. So, um, yeah, man, they, they, they can read cursive, <laughs> you know, they can sign their names, but here I, here I'm going to sound like the, um, the conspiracy theorist go two or three generations not using cursive and then you can tell anybody what their rights are since they're all written on parchment and cursive that's a good point feel me yeah they're gonna have cursive experts in the future exactly and you can say whatever it is you want to say you know or tell somebody who can't read it it might as well be hieroglyphs to people that are probably 20 and under it might as well already be hieroglyphs i'm sure that like in the you know what is it and NCIS and all that, they have people that are experts right. in reading cursive, and that's going to become more popular because, oh, this guy wrote in cursive. I can't read that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was seeing there was some TikTok. They had a challenge to write stuff without lifting the pen. And somebody's like, congratulations, you just recreated cursive. <laughs> like, like, I was like, I hope that's a joke. But there's so many examples like that where they're like, oh, you should try doing this. And it's like, yeah, that's cursive or whatever. Yeah, like right? Some chick was going on about how she's like, we should just have one phone in a house that everybody uses. And they're like, congratulations you just thought of a landline you know like i still remember as a as a young jit like on the phone you'd pick it up and you'd actually have to turn a rotary like like that was normal and it's not like i'm you know it's not like i was born in the 1800s i was born in 1980 but technology has advanced so fast yeah now the rotary phones are like cool decoration in your bedroom yeah exactly um or a good way to get into a speakeasy right here like mary oh yeah true so so let's pick up on that later because i would like to know more about that you got a dead spot there i do yeah um but do you you want one or do you have another cigar or do you you have a small one this one yeah um kind of going back to that though um going back to the cigar aspect of it you know like cigars if my history serves me correct cigars were you know very much involved in the caribbean you know they used it as a form of uh worship if i remember correctly that's what the whole yeah. Adab- the goddess atabe you had the bahikes like there was oh, thanks like i guess where i'm going with this is old world tech and we're still enjoying it so as much as we're high speed you know 100 million refresh frames a minute while we're talking on our digital everything right here we're still smoking cigars that probably are very similar to men in the 1700s, right? Again, it transcends culture and also transcends time. Mm-hmm. The bands you guys have on are digitally produced, but the cigar, it, there's billions of them, right? They transcend time. And I think there's something cool. I just, you know, like yeah. I collect antiques. I love old stuff. And the act of getting around, shooting the shit and smoking cigars, men have been doing, and women, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years probably yeah. before recorded history in the west i saw an article um they found a bunch of mayan cigars in a cave dope and uh the cave actually kept them perfectly humidified please tell me somebody smoked one uh, some guy bought them for millions yep and so. he probably smoked them see i would i would smoke I would at least smoke one it. of them yeah you yeah, know yeah, at 100 100 absolutely yeah smoke one and keep in the humidor for another like a thousand years right and you'll smoke it when the time comes fuck that if i'm going to spend all that money on something before i die i'm smoking them all for real like no fuck that i'm I'm being buried with them i'm like you ain't getting them you little bastards i'm sure we'll see them for sale sometime for like a crazy amount i'm outie later (laughs) you know no have me cremated and throw them in with me 
So who do I have to threaten to get some water around here? Me, I guess. Mm, okay. Just when the time <laughs> comes and it's convenient. Okay, cool. For real. I can't stay. You want to get it? Okay. I can't stay this pretty and not have something to drink eventually. No, you're good. Okay. I know you kind of missed it earlier, but what was the uh, nonprofit you built? Oh, I apologize. Um, yeah, we just got federal approval. Um, it's called Blue Earth Society. And my... <clears throat> Did you say Blue Beam Society? No, not Blue Beam. Oh, okay, okay. Project Blue Beam? Pro- yeah, Yeah, what? you know, we just spun off of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Blue Earth. So, kind of going back to how... Uh, sorry, I apologize. There you Let's go. try. Um, you know, sorry, this is a 17th cigar Cigar number 15 today. that no. does oh. that to your throat. Um, <laughs> so, my whole thing was like... And before I was a sales rep, I was a deacon for my church. It was a non-denominational for many, 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 many years. Like... I love helping people when I can. I ran an art ministry for a period of years where I funded it all myself. I taught a bunch of kids how to do art and gave them a safe place to just kind of hang out and be creative. And you'd see that the more you give inherently, and it's not was that should never be the the point, but the more you give, the more that comes back to you. And yeah. in this industry, I think this industry's got bad PR for, for as good as it is. Tobacco as a collective has got bad PR. For sure. So the whole idea with Blue Earth Society is actually to provide clean drinking water to the very communities that we're getting the tobacco from. And I know there are other people who have who have, you know, little things like, oh, buy my cigar and you get 15 cents of every $50 stick goes to some poor person. Now, fuck that. Like our whole point is like the bulk of it is going. That's why we've that's why the staff is very low. The whole objective is like I have myself. I'm the CEO, CEO is right. The president, whatever you want to call. It. I don't even we don't even care about title. The guy right? in charge. The top right? G. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so we got we got I got my guy who's technically the secretary, but he has an actual medical doctor and he's you know, he, his family's politically connected in the area. So that helps open doors like, hey, we're, we're real. This is the objective. And the idea is that being a nonprofit, like, you know, donate to us. But we're also going to give you like a logo or something that you can affix to your box to be like, Hey, we're giving back. And it's not, like I said, it's not like for every dollar you give us, we spend 2.8 cents and the rest goes in our pocket. It's, it's legitimate to like do stuff because a, a well is about seven grand. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to build a shit ton of wells. I want to build a shit ton of wells because waterborne disease is rampant. Even if it doesn't kill somebody, uh, even if it doesn't kill somebody, it, thank you, sir. It makes a lot of people not, not have a good quality of life i mean mm-hmm. the amount of parasites and things like that that are in these little creeks that they're just pulling buckets out of like yeah. like uh the one of the one of the church groups i was involved with in haiti back in the day they have to travel two hours down a mountain and then two hours back up a mountain with five gallon pails of water that's four hours of your daylight spent just to get a five gallon bucket of water mm-hmm. but we got on tap i think it's great what you're doing Especially, like you said, it gives the cigar industry, you know, some good publicity, too. Which we, let's be honest, we don't have a lot. No. I mean, you can think people like Marlboro and some of the, cig- I say Marlboro, but let's just say the bigger cigarette names, uh, you know, because uh, what went down politically, what went down with the hearings that were done federally back in, what was it, the 90s? Like, there was a lot of bad PR. And you go early. When they were still smoking cigarettes in the courthouse. Exactly. Which I wish we could still smoke in court. If we could smoke in governmental buildings, I wouldn't detest going into, like, City Hall. (laughs) You know? Uh, Because every time I have to sit my cigar. This morning I did it when I was going into our local uh, City Hall. I was like, fuck. 
this isn't going to taste the same when I get back to it, you know, <laughs> never. So uh, I was irritated by that. But um, anyways, you know, like nine out of 10 doctors suggest you smoke camels because it affects your T-zone. I actually have some of those ads from like during uh, pre-World War II and after and Life magazines where it talks about doctors say you should smoke these cigarettes because they smoke them. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you know, but going back around, there's no reason that if a man spends 15, 20 bucks on a cigar that the company that's doing that, they couldn't give 10%. I'm in the manufacturing side. I know what these cost. Yeah. You know what the, the yeah. percentages that they're making off of it. Too. Absolutely. If you go from the manufacturer to direct consumerism, you should be doing at least a five to 700 X. It's just a reality. Mm-hmm. You can't give 10%. And I'm not even saying that, like just your tax burden, like dude, give like, your tax, not you, but, because you're yeah. starting, but I mean, like, if you're in a stuff, your tax burden. Well, there's an incentive for everyone, right? Right. There's the, it could affect hundreds of thousands of people positively, and you got to give it to somebody anyways. Like, I would say, like, fuck the government. Like, let's help some people who, you mm-hmm. know, might be nice to have water that doesn't look like mud. It looks clear like this. No, you, exactly. I think it's a great, yeah, great I mean, movement. I think and the it, only other cigar company that has a foundation is uh, Arturo Fuente, right? They have, the, yeah, they do, but I think it's like a. And I, I don't want to be misquoted here. Because I'm going to be honest, dude. I, 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 I sling cigars and I sell for MJ Frias and I do our band printing and I do all those other things. I keep my head down. I, I do my thing. I focus on us building for us. I don't look at the competition. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't give a fuck because they ain't looking. At the, hopefully they're looking at us. Some of them were looking at us in their rearview mirror and we've passed them. And I mean some big names, which I'm not going to say. Right. Like we were in a rearview mirror. Now they're looking in our we're looking back at them as far as quantity, what's been produced and overall revenue, like as a manufacturer, like look out. I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but like when you actually see the numbers and you look at them, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And it's dope to be part of that, to go from where we were in just three years to like, woo, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why like MJ Frias, um, you know, we're talking about like them, of course, you know, getting on board with this. And then the whole point is, it's like, then you can be like, hey, like we give to this, you know, like what we do gives back to the community. Because let's be honest, a lot of the communities I'm talking about, we're getting tobacco from them. Mm-hmm. So like, hmm, I'm going to give my time. Without them, we wouldn't have what we're Correct. smoking. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And before you mentioned more than just wells, right? You mentioned like housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my main objective is wells. I, I have to think to myself, and this is just me, right? Like my, 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 my business partners, like I, I say business, but my partners in this, um, yeah, definitely. They're even looking at long-term funding a hospital that in the Dominican Republic, cause it's not as much, nearly as much money. Cause they don't have all the legality issues that we do here. Um, you can get a really, a pretty decent hospital built. That is a fraction of what it costs in America to do the same thing. It's just the reality. So again the whole point is like how can we do something to improve the quality of life for somebody and again i am you know if i can take it from the government not not take it but if i if i can divert it from them but let's be honest i don't want to know if japanese quail fuck more if they're on cocaine and that's an actual test that was done (laughs) it's hundreds of thousands of dollars our group could take that same thing and put in like 20 wells Mm -hmm. maybe even more than that yeah in 20 different communities you know how many tens of thousands of people that you're positively affecting that maybe don't have dysentery 
like and that kills a lot of people globally mm-hmm. now there are probably some people listening just like oh we've got too many people all right maybe we do maybe all we right, don't gates exactly you know like <laughs> you know and they're already over here talking about how oh, i don't want to get into that aspect of it because before i know it i'm going to be handing out everybody tinfoil hats here <laughs> right like, we've done that on one of the episodes that's awesome are you wearing one under your hat no it's just my hair oh, okay um that is a he's got him in the idea. backpack yeah <laughs> it's a faraday hat <laughs> But uh, not really. Um, no, nah, bro. I, I don't know. I just I don't like the way things are going. Uh, we need to have our own type of renaissance. And I think it needs to go back the other way. You know, I mean, you guys are younger. but The you reverse see the renaissance. No, no. I mean, it needs to just I think the ship needs to be steered another direction. And I mean, socially, like, like of course, this is the same thing that anybody's been saying, right? But, um, you know, when my kid comes home and they're asking me questions that are completely inappropriate for at least I would deem it completely inappropriate. Most people would deem it inappropriate. Right. But instead, we got the fucking inmates running the asylum and everybody's like, well, I don't want to say anything because it might get canceled. And I get that. Right. You don't want to get demonetized or deplatformed if that's what you're living off of. But what do you fucking do? I live off of selling cigars and I don't care. But if no one says anything, then we're all going to be canceled eventually. I concur. Absolutely. You know, it's, and I'm being a little more reserved because I do understand sitting here that I am representing a, a group of people whose livelihood depends on me. But uh, and there's no but to it. Like I'm I'm like I'm I'm keeping it reined in for that purpose because you don't know whose ears these are echoing mm-hmm. in currently. True. At this point in time. No, currently mine. Listen. But in the future right <laughs> because let, let's be honest like you know politics could change it's your you know it's the dreaded orwellian future that we've all feared 10 years from now and they pull up this podcast and like you remember that one time at you know minute number 18.5 you said this thing we're well, going to prison now sick but tell me that's not where they're trying to make things head it, yeah it's currently heading that way for sure i mean they're, they're doing that to certain people yeah it's yeah. been done Right. You know, we used to call those banana republics and we'd 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 have the U.N. show up and we'd we'd start, you know, dabbling like we do as a as a as a country. I'd say more as a corporate entity, but that's a conversation for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the act of 1871? Just look that up. But um, I think it's 1871. 1913. Also. Oh, yeah. Federal Reserve. What was that? That was when they that's when they passed Federal Reserve. Right. Wasn't that 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 was but it was the taxation yeah, and it was tax- passed on like Christmas Eve. Yeah. So, yeah, that one wasn't. Uh, anyways, please don't get me on that because and I'm like, well, if slavery slavery and they take 30 percent of your income, are you a 30 percent slave? Because by my logic, I'm an absolutist in most things, almost everything. I'm an absolutist. I'm like, well, then that means you are right. Technically. I'm pretty sure you're correct, because like in 1913, we only paid sales tax and now everyone pays income taxes and now taxes on everything. Right. Oh, I have to ignore the phone call. Um, no, you're absolutely correct. I, I think you're absolutely correct. A lot of people think you're correct because they said that you could be taxed on stuff like investments, things along those lines that you're not actually doing labor, but to actually be taxed for your physical labor was paramount to slavery, you know, but I guess it's not if they, if you're only a 30% slave or a 20% slave, you know, if, as long as it's, it's, it's broken up over the course of 12 months then it doesn't count. Right. You know, how many people would be down for it if you got to have all your money at the end of the year? They just come up and they go, and I'm taking this much. Right. People be getting yeeted in the face. But we just go, oh, they take it out of my W-2 and I I give it to my government. I don't even see it. Right. Right. I give it to my governor overlords. Here you go. And then I get it back without interest if I'm broke enough. (laughs) 
And then when you do get it back for Social Security, you're taxed on that as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, and if you invest it and then there's any yields off of that, you get taxed on that too. And if you don't and you give it to your kids because you're doing all this or something, they get taxed. They get taxed on that too. Bro, at what point in time do we not go, man, we used to shoot people in the face over a 3% tax on paper and lead and glass tea. and tea. <laughs> right, so it was more than just tea. There was a ta- there was a lead tax and the paper tax. It was sugar, stuff. right, right, exactly. You know, so, but I mean, we came from a culture of like whiskey running rebels that would be like, oh, you're the biggest army in the world, and pa, right. Now we're like, please, daddy, tax me a little more. <laughs> Pull my hair next time. It's for a good cause. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. like. Who's going to build the roads? Especially California. Right? <laughs> oh, no, in California, as long as you don't steal more than 986 bucks or something, it's we're not even going to bother. Yeah, it's not a misdemeanor, so there's no point. They don't even show up to take the report. As a matter of fact, I was just watching something on it today. They're talking about there's a proposed law they're putting through. I don't think it's an amendment, but it's a law where if a employee tries to intercede and stop them, it's an $18,000 fine to the corporation. That's why no one chased anybody anymore. Oh, Jesus. And it's just like, bro, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Nothing is yours. Of course not. Agenda 2030. You'll be happy. Nothing. Right. I get it. Dude, so I, w- I was very fortunate. I had um, my first. I had gotten a mentor uh, when I was just a wee lad. I was like 17. I'll be honest, dude. I was a high school dropout. I couldn't stand school. Like my family were all business owners and I was pretty much like, hey, boy, you already know how to run the family business. My grandfather went through like eighth grade and then he like, you know, he fought in World War Two. So back then, like education wasn't a huge thing needed. He made himself a multimillionaire. It's um, because K through 12 and especially college teach you how to be an employee and not yeah. a business owner. Oh, absolutely. And most people don't seem to understand that. Of course. Absolutely. That's why anytime asked me like what I do, what I'm working on. I always tell people not to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um. Which no, sounds I, I a little backwards, but I went back to school and I got my college degree and all that other stuff. Later, but it depends on how you life. how you execute it with your knowledge. Oh, so you d- know, d- that's you serious. one hundred percent. But it was later in life. Like I, I definitely, I took, I I did a leap year of about <laughs> eight or whatever they call it, a gap year, um, and I went out. You know, like I did my thing. I started some businesses, got married, bought a house. You know, did all the the adulting stuff. But there was fundamentally a part of me that. Like my, either be it ego or pride or whatever. It was like, yeah, you should at least be a high school graduate. And then I, you know, I I did the good enough diploma route and I'm not knocking it because I got into college. And when I was in college, like, um, like I said, I switched over to the arts and part of it was because I found a mentor and this dude was fucking smart. So he had a master's degree in quantum physics, master's degree in philosophy and a master's degree in fine arts. So when he spoke, most people listened like he was, he was a smart cat. So we're talking in 97, I started apprenticing with him. And um, one of the first things he started making me do, I remember the first book I ever read willingly. It was called Beyond Evolution. And the author's last name was Wolf. And he was talking about how genetically modified foods, like our bodies couldn't process them because it was nothing that they were accustomed to. I was reading this shit in 97. You know how many people in the US were covering genetically modified anythings back then? And we were doing pieces of work the bronze casting. I was a bronze casting apprentice, but it, it, you know, then I became shop apprentice. I became go getter, do you know, whatever. But um, we were we we're studying how genetically modified foods were actually affecting the human genome twenty five years ago. His work could only be shown at Art Basel out in Germany. Like it wouldn't even be received here in, in Miami. 
Right. So I, I got to see a lot of this stuff. And I remember we were talking one day. He was like, yeah, you should look up Agenda 21. Like people hear Agenda 2030 now, but Agenda 21 has been around since the 90s. And it's like, here's the outline of what we're going to do to the U.S. This had an ISBN like you could buy the book. And it was like, holy shit. So I'd be trying to tell people about this. Like, that's crazy. That never happened. And I'm like, dun, dun, dun. Like, here it is. Because the reality is what you're talking about now is going to be fact in X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, how many you call it a conspiracy theory, but it's like it seems the conspiracy theorists are batting a pretty high average. I, I just create the term conspiracy theory. I think it's a theory that people complain it's a conspiracy. It just hasn't been proved yet. Like right. a hypothesis. Yeah. Well, well, Alex Jones was talking about Jeffrey Epstein for years. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. Absolutely. I remember watching him. I've, I, I'm not going to say like I followed Alex Jones, but like when his stuff would pop up, I definitely would watch it. And, sure. it and to be clear, I wasn't knocking anyone going to college. What I meant to say was like you went with a purpose to execute something with yeah, a purpose. Yeah, yeah. You know, 100%. With, with knowledge and maturity and wisdom kind of going through that. Well, I mean, you have a point because most people just go to college because their parents say too. Yeah, right, then, just go to college. You know? Basically, I don't want any young people being in debt because you're, you're locked into the banking system at such an early age. Right. I've seen this so many <clears> times, <throat> my friends. Oh, you can take a hundred thousand dollar loan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and he, but instead it, of buying a yeah. house, but it's got compounding interest, and it's like, well, what's compounding interest mean? Because we didn't learn that. Don't in worry fucking, about it. Don't worry yeah, about yeah, it. Exactly. Say, don't worry about it. Then it's compounding when you graduate, so you have no job, and then it slaps you, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of stuck, yeah, bro. I trust me. I, I, you know, I fell into that trap for a little bit, and I bust my ass to get out from underneath of it. And it's hard because it's like, so let me get this straight. So you have this prestigious such and such degree and you're a fucking barista. So you look down on the guy who's a plumber who went to a trade school and he's making like almost 100 G's a year within like two years of coming out. And because you have some you know degree and I'm not even going to go down that route to not offend somebody, but it's a fucking useless degree. Well, you have a piece of paper and he's got like an $80,000 truck and a exactly, house. Exactly. Uh, you know, and it'll be paid off before you and get not your first meaningful job. Correct. But yeah. yeah, we don't give out money as a country to make sure that plumbers can learn how to be plumbers or welders can weld. Oh, I'm sorry about that. That uh, you know, so it's all like, sorry, um, you too, right? So yeah, it's like you you have a uh, you have a de- you know you have this degree where in effect you feel, and I've seen this like I've I've seen all sides of it because let me tell you something in the art world. There's so much fucking ego. And I mean, it's ego on ego on ego. It's let me tell you why I'm so great. And you should give me an absorbent amount of money for a concept that's already gotten old and been hashed out. But I'm late to the show. But it's still me. Dude, dude, come on. It is. It's absolutely bananas. Is everything good? Uh, yeah, for some reason, it's... We're having a lot of technical difficulties. So. <laughs> Are we... Are we it's recording? Okay, have we anyway. not had yeah. any? Have you not no, been no, recording this the whole when, time? That was just when your alarm went off. I got you, bro. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, that so, um, yeah, just are we? Am I? Do the numbers change on the IP? No, it's it says it's recording, but it's not. Oh Jesus! Where just unplug. Been, just unplug, replug, and then yeah. check the numbers. Just pull it out and stick it back in. It usually works. <laughs> just do it a it's whole lot. Anyway, so. Yeah, do you have to talk sweet to it before you stick it back in? <laughs> we'll just so put you the, got, you got smack it a little bit. I respect you, baby. <laughs> well, so that one's recording. Yeah, yeah, that one is, yeah. And that one's recording. 
Buzz. So it basically looks like I got a huge phallus in my face the whole time. Awesome. No, actually doesn't. We never record this late, too, so the alarm never went off. Yeah. I got to turn that off anyway. His bedtime alarm went off. Dude, my, <laughs> dude, my first like podcast I did was two and a half hours long. I fucking I could go on. I, like, I love doing this. So, like, I grew up on the farm, so all you do when you're done with work and the sun's down is you sit around and talk. And we're back. Yeah. You just sit around and talk. So for me to sit and talk for three or four hours is like, pfft, I'm getting warmed up. But after a while, my brain, because I, I got like the ADHD, it'll be like, I'll be in the middle of a sentence like, <laughs> what the fuck? But um, anyway, anyways, to wrap it up, uh, or to, is it to wrap it up? Yeah, um, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Cigar industry is awesome. Um, I promise you, young men, the more you invest into yourselves and into each other. And you form a group. That's a fucking squad. Your ride or dies, whatever you want to call it. Invest that time and energy. Uh, you know, buy another twenty five hundred cigars off of your local manufacturer, <laughs> and um, start sending out samples. I'm serious. When I started with with MJ, we, you know, I do cold calls, and it would be like, oh, you know, we're gonna send out five, and I'm like, you do over a hundred types of cigars, and you're trying to get into a lounge which might represent the equivalency of that. So I talked them into bumping it up to like 10 or 12 sticks. Now, I was doing 20 cold, uh, twenty samples a week. That's 80 a month at like 10 cigars. 800 sticks a month I was sending out. Yeah. But like I said, I got like 180 new clients. And they were like, oh, I'm going to take a bundle a month. It was like, that's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm like, yeah. You know, like like there is most certainly. And I'm, you know, I only do like five new prospects a week if I get around to it nowadays. Because I got a pretty solid base. Like, I, you know, like. This is in no ways a brag or even a humble brag, but I don't have to check my bank account when I go buy some shit. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's nice because most of my life I struggled. I grew up on a farm. Like when you work for every dollar you make. Um, so after the code call becomes warm, is that when you send them sticks? And then when a sale happens, you send them bundles to boxes? Um, honestly, dude, I've had people that have tried, you know, tried. Uh, I, I'll dial it in because for me, when I call, I'll explain who I am, what we're about. And I kind of bridge it over and said, like, can I talk to your, you know, can I talk to whoever's a decision maker? I never say that because it's a slap in the face to the person. Hey, man, look, all I want to do is I want to get an opportunity to send out some of my cigars for you all to evaluate. Is that cool with you? Free fucking cigars. And I don't care here. It's too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you mind? uh, Who can I who can I uh, who can I address these to? Has anyone ever said no to a free cigar on the phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's shocking. Wow, it's shocking. crazy. No, I've only had about three out of thousands of phone calls. So I don't know, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people hang up on it like right away. Really? Yeah, you said we started talking about ourselves in the back. So did you call him a decision maker? No. Is, is Daddy so, tell home? You what, I to Daddy? Tell you what, like, I mean, I know we're recording this. But maybe after we record, do a cold call with me. I want to hear it. Like, I want to see how your presentation is. I'm going to play the other person. I've only done this thousands of times. Yeah. Okay. If you want, I'm, I'm yeah, saying yeah, like, that's cool. Yeah. We I do want after. you to sell cigars. I want Basa to blow up. Like I want one of your fucking shirts when you make them, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I want to be able to reflect back 10, 15 years from now when I'm an old man and I can't get it up anymore. <laughs> I do these jitterbugs back <laughs> when we do podcasts in their garage, you know, like, like that's, that's, that is a beautiful thing of life, man. It's you want to you want to you want to meet people. You want to affect people positively. You can do great stuff with this. Um, you know, like uh, you ever see the meme on Facebook? It's like explain what you do bad. 
you ever seen what this like a meme says like like you know like it's like tell basically what's your job yeah. explain what you do so like for me i'm like i somehow convince people to spend absorbent amount of monies on a carcinogenic leaf <laughs> statistically like the the likelihood of getting you know cancer from cigars is much lower than anything else but i mean it's never zero just like the chance of getting killed by a chicken's never zero well like all the we chocolate cake any. that you eat you know uh-huh. still uh, it's I, a chance I, of cancer the, the ratio is a lot lot there's a lot higher in the cigars but um you know uh i don't know man like, i think it's an amazing thing i would definitely encourage you guys like i built out a school bus like my whole thing is i i bought a 38 and a half foot bluebird school bus you talked about that. I gutted it out, right? Um, I'm currently living in it because I sold my house and building on some land. But I was like, "F it, right?" Did you park it outside? <laughs> no, bro. no. I got I got my crew cab on like my that's like 14 inches of lift. You can't miss it out. Front. We were talking about uh, it's towering over. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna convert a school bus into a mobile cigar lounge studio for the cigar guys. So. If you, we can talk about it now, or I can talk about it after you're done. We'll talk about it after, yeah. All right, um, but yeah, dead ass serious. So I did, I, and it's, it's it's legally registered as an RV. It's got a 12 valve Cummins in it, 68,000 miles. Gutted the whole thing, painted it. I put uh, like the the vinyl flooring in the planks, spalted maple walling on the inside of it, and I'm just living in it. The I because I did most of the labor myself, right? With buying the bus and the conversion, and it's got an 11 foot long uh, live edge Cypress countertop countersunk led lights like all the pretty shit that you would expect i got a total of like eight thousand dollars invested in this thing with buying the bus yeah right and i'm like what is that six months rent around here yeah yeah well, about, yeah six five. months maybe three <laughs> right that's my point right so i wake up and i i walk outside and i look at and i see deer running around and i just do my own thing and i owe nobody anything and since it's, it's all legal i could be like f it like my whole point is I'm structuring it so when I have all these young jitterbugs actually fulfilling their roles as reps, I'm just managing them and I handle my clients and I can drive around the country, do whatever. You know what? I'll touch base with you from the Rockies in the fall. Right? Like yeah. that's the whole thing. Like this industry because you don't have to be tied into anywhere. So when you guys get to the point where you're supporting yourself, you can start going other places. I mean, at least that's the aspiration. You always have home, sure. but you know. Throw together something where you you go, hey man, we got one month or we got two weeks. How many cities can we hit? You know, I've always wanted to do like you see the buses that are like trolleys and they have the elevated center portion, badass cigar lounge slash something like that. There's one there's one literally ten miles from here that I know that the guy's selling. Right? So we can talk about that after the podcast. Because this already got the stained like glass the arches, like the stained windows. It's got the elevated center portion with the little light, so it has the ambient light coming through. It looks like an old railroad car. It'd be badass yeah. as a lounge. I was when I was uh, at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. We went up into the Rockies, and there was a like a, a coffee shop or something, but it was train cars put together way up in the mountains. Two train cars put together, and it was old school wooden train cars. And I was like, how badass would that be to have a lounge that's just overlooking the mountains? But I mean, here's Florida. We could you could choose your own places, but like, I think the renaissance that we were kind of talking about needs people to start looking at like it's not just this we need to create unique environments force people to consume cigars like it's already doing good but we're in we're at we're in disney area right like everybody wants the new thing that looks hip and trendy um you know how many lounges can be in plazas where you're staring at the chinese nail salon across the place or korean i apologize chinese people they're koreans usually but um i don't know man like the river ship romance is that paddle boat imagine having a whole cigar lounge slash bar whatever 
That's on a paddle boat. Pretty much there needs to be a cigar lounge everywhere. I agree. In every aspect of life. Right. And then we need to get people in power that are pro cigars and yeah. life will be good. We didn't make have the we didn't like separate that cigarettes with cigars and the laws. They already are. Yeah, a lot of the law, no, no, to. I'm saying a lot of the law because we're on the manufacturing side. I promise you, there's a big difference <clears throat> because let's be honest, a lot of politicians smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, it's amazing. You guys actually, I'm usually the fastest smoker in a group and because I'm talking so much that I usually have like two down by now. We're chief. Well, you haven't met me yet. So, yeah, he's actually he's the fastest. Super fast. And the right. basis to me tastes phenomenal. So it just happens. So maybe if you ever invite me on again, we'll do a smoke off because I fucking will smoke you, dude. Are we going to smoke the <laughs> same be, thing? That'd be good. Episode. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it a contest. Okay. We will. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm being serious. And like either you throw up first or have a heart attack. Like I'm down because I can smoke nonstop. So basically, to me, filming us, hours. we're never going to talk and we're just going to be chiefing it the entire time. Yeah, we we'll, we'll have you like in a corner yeah. while we talk. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be us talking. You just. Chief just it. fucking throwing up. Scars will be the commentators. <laughs> no, for real. I'm down. I, I do it because I can smoke. I've smoked nine, ten hours straight. Just cigar to cigar to cigar to cigar. Pretty lunch. Just keep going. No, don't eat. If you take a little sugar, a little something sweet, it gets rid of the nausea from the tobacco poisoning. And the nicotine <laughs> poisoning. You get nauseous from scars? <laughs> Bro. Smoke for straight nine hours. Okay, we're going to set this up. <laughs> it's official. I mean, I don't need more, but I have. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll do it since you're a lightweight. <laughs> I don't think I'm lightweight. I'll, I'll drink you'll whiskey. Think. I'll yeah. drink whiskey while I do it. Oh, I don't. I don't drink, okay. so I'm not taking. No oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. No, but I mean, you can drink okay. all you want. It just means I have a better chance of winning. <laughs> you setting answer. yourself up for failure. I will put five hundred dollars on this fucking table. <laughs> Oof. So, well, how, how long would the podcast be? Because it's only an hour, so. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll start it and we'll do a <laughs> oh, montage yeah. and then Live come stream. back to it. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. No, I'm being dead ass serious right now. Hey, who, who gets through the Woody the fastest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'll do I did that. bring an Elysium once a year, right? Or a, uh, yeah, it was the was, ogre. As long yeah. as it's not like some gross ass cigar. Like I got this fucking, you know, hog leg of a cigar and it costs seven ninety nine. It's like, bro, nah. there's, there's yeah, yeah, no, have no, you ever seen like some like, of the cheap um, cigars? They have cellulose in them. Have you ever heard of that? No. All right. So I'm not going to say where, but not too far from us. If you look at some of the cigars in the cheap section, they usually have a like a you young people call them hashtags. We call them pound signs. And there's a numerical value. on. Oh, you know that's what, what they're called. No. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So get if you get a chance to get a hold of one, cut it open. Right. Take a knife and cut it open and you'll find little pieces of blue and red in them. Ooh. It's cellulose filler. Wow. That's a. Kind that of a crazy. common. Th- that's kind of a common thing with the uh, economy stuff. cigars. Okay, yeah. yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. But that's kind of our whole point. Was like, now we're as a manufacturer, like we will not be known as that. No. Even even our our fumas, fifty fifties, whatever you want to call them. If you actually, because we do service every level, but even if you take those and you split them, you'll find that our 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 mixed fill is still like one and a half inch leaf. You know, you're not finding some shit that looks like it was the, the it's like medium fronto. filler. Yeah, in effect, yeah. I mean, because you can construct them in a way. Like, I got a client who moves like fourteen hundred bundles a month out of the Northeast, mm-hmm. and they're they're a sh- you know mixed fill. But the way we do it is you can you can construct them in such a way that honestly, like you you'll get ash that still looks like yeah. Well, pff, stupid ass. Yeah, that, I, feel, like, I took a picture of it before. Speaking yeah. from experience and like uh, from what other people say too. The short filler mixed cigars that you guys have, mm-hmm. they still have a really good ash on them. They there. do. You yeah. can get two and a half, three inches of ash yeah. if you're not trying to use it as a structural support to something. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Because we, we understand that the experience might want to be enjoyed by people. 
Exactly. But not somebody who wants to drop 15, 16, 20 bucks on a cigar. Exactly. Anyways, yeah. I hope um, I hope my presence was uh, pleasurable. Thank you. Somewhat. <laughs> Hopefully better that than, you know, somewhat no, yeah. rewarding, you know. No, glad to have you on. Thank I appreciate you it. I love doing this stuff. So if there's ever an opportunity, like I will, you want to name it, we can talk shit next time. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Cigar Guys podcast. Be sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes. Follow us on our social media as well. Our link tree is in the bio and you can go there and find all our short content for you to enjoy. But again, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Shalom. Damn.